Hey guys, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I know uh, there are a few people that I met just this week that are uh, have subscribed to Feeling Twisty and I believe are listening, as well as my sweet Aunt Joan, who does listen. Uh, but last night I was talking to her. She loves talking about stuff like this. In fact, years ago, she got she's the one that got me pointed this direction. I never, I didn't realize where this would take me, you know, that it would take me to this point, all the realizations that I've uh, come to. And I don't even know if she real, realizes what uh, she was doing, the guidance she was giving me from a distance. So thank you, Aunt Joan. I love you. But <clears throat> back to my point, uh, she asked, uh, maybe if I could explain it in a more uh, simpler way, and some of the wording that she's not familiar with, she asked if I use explain it in a different way. So before I get into naturalness, I want to talk about that. Basically, what I believe, and without getting into the terminology that I use a lot, that that all of us that study Neville Goddard or uh, even other teachers <clears throat> we use, uh, without using all that. I'm just going to talk about my understanding of it, my experience with uh, what Neville says, that imagining creates reality. What you're imagining about yourself, who you imagine yourself to be, or uh, maybe I should say who you assume your, uh, yourself to be, your concept of self, your maybe 80-year-old woman, widowed you have a couple of homes across the country all of these things define you maybe or maybe you're young maybe i'm talking to you and your 25 year old manager of a, a local business or something but you you have all these things that identify you that you you see yourself as i'm a father husband i'm a number of things i have a concept of myself and you have your own concept of self based on the things you were taught as you grew up, as you were raised by your parents or other guardians, the things you learned in school, on the news, friends, everything, all of these things that you took in and believed assumed to be true about yourself and about the world, about your world and your experiences. That everything comes down to what you imagine about that. What are you assuming to be true about yourself and your world. That's pretty it, pretty much it. It's that what you imagine about yourself, who you imagine yourself to be, and what's possible and what's not possible, all the limits and restrictions you've placed that you assume to be there in your life are only there because you assume that that's the way it is. And that's the way I thought it was for many, many years. Oh, you got to be, you know, watch your money because gas prices are probably going to go up. There's going to be a recession, so save your money. Of course, if I listened uh, to people, to advice when I was younger, I, we wouldn't have had five kids. <laughs> what? You're pregnant again? You can't afford that. Of course, we went ahead and had the kids, but 
I was dwelling and living in a state of lack. I believed lack was something tangible in my life, and that's what we experienced. That's what I experienced in my life. Even after I was healed, the healing came after that assumption, that little brief conversation I had with myself, and that assumption of the feeling that I'm healed. I didn't imagine a scene where I was running and jumping, doing cartwheels. It was just a quick little, uh, the scene doesn't even matter what I did. It was the assumption. Just that inside feeling, that knowing, assuming that it's done. I'm healed. It's done. I didn't worry about how. I didn't immediately start looking up new doctors. I assumed it to be done, and I let it go, even though I was still sick. Still sick the next day. But I'm not going to get into all that, that story right now. What I'm getting to is that I, even then, when I saw the power of imagination at work in my life, I still was dwelling in a state of lack. It wasn't like one thing happened and then everything changed in my life, not when one fell swoop. No, I still believed that lack was something tangible and possible, very real for me. So that's what I experienced in other ways. So if you take a look at your life, take a look at your day, just your day. Life is big, huh? <laughs> Start back when you came out of your mother's womb, and let's go from there. <laughs> Take a look at your day, your interactions with people, at work, at home, visiting family. Do the people you interact with on a daily basis, do they tend to behave the way you assume they will? You notice, oh well, yeah, he's, Mike's a jackass. He always acts like that. Don't surprise him with any bad news because he's going to freak out. Don't criticize his chicken, uh, rotisserie chicken, because he's going to get uh, offended. That, I've just used my name as an example. But yeah, I used to be very, very temperamental, very sensitive. If somebody said anything negative to me, I would pout and mope. Oh, it's dark. I would go dark. And then the whole house, it was just not fun. But back to you, you know, the people you interact with, do they continue to behave the way you assume they are? Your in-laws, do they, you, you know, oh, they're going to, if I say anything wrong, then she's going to, she's going to snap at me or take it the wrong way. She always takes it the wrong way and there's tension. I can't eat that piece of cake because I'll get fat. I'm still fat. Look how fat I am. I look at food and I get fat. Now that I'm thinking about food, Mike just mentioned it, now I'm thinking about a yummy, juicy hamburger and I'm going to get fatter. It's what you assume to be true is what you experience. So take a look at your day and these interactions. People always tend to act the way you assume they will be, the way they always have. Oh, they've always done that. 
And so you go into the situation already knowing how people are going to behave. And you hear people, you know, say, oh, well, something happens, you know, in the family. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. My intuition was telling me, like my son getting in the motorcycle accident. I could have said that. Oh, I knew it. God was trying to tell me that he was going to get in a, an awful motorcycle cr crash. I knew it was going to be awful. God was trying to tell me beforehand. No, I was imagining something awful was going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. There's no God outside of me. No God to blame. And there's no reason to blame myself for not listening to God's voice. You know, That's what I grew up with. Oh, I wasn't listening to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was trying to guide me because to tell Caleb not to buy the motorcycle because I've seen all these awful things that are going to happen to him. Now, I was creating the entire situation because that's what I was imagining. Don't tell Caleb that. He'll blame me. <laughs> From the seemingly mundane things in your life to the momentous occasions in your life. Everything comes down to what you're imagining possible for you in your world. If you're one of those people that thinks everything really just goes their way, you know, you might be able to think of someone like that. That's like, man, they, they really seem like everything, all the chips, I don't know the expression with the chips, all the cards. I don't know that expression either. I'm totally blank on, uh, on uh, expressions. Everything goes their way is what I'm trying to say. You know people like that? And then there's people, man, you just can't catch a break. Well, if you catch yourself thinking that about somebody, man, they, they're always just getting the short end of the stick. Stop what you're imagining about them right then and imagine them thriving. Instead of finishing that thought about them always having it bad, change it right then and imagine seeing them smiling and happy. Imagine complimenting them on how well they're doing. That right there changes it. You're changing the future. So what you assume to be true, if you believe you're, because you're older, getting up in age, your mind is going, and you keep telling yourself and everybody you talk to, I'm regressing. I'm regressing. I used to be so quick. Now I'm regressing. That is what you will experience. Stop saying you're regressing. Stop believing that. Because what you're saying out of, coming out of your mouth, your words are just confirming what you're already experiencing inside you. I know there's a, I see debates. I don't really see it anymore. But I used to see, you know, online saying it's the words, it's the words that come out of your mouth that matter. And then others say, no, it's the feelings that you're feeling in your body that matter. It's the thoughts that matter, not either one of those. But for me, God is one. There is no separation. My words are not separate from my feelings and thoughts. Yeah, I can say poop, or the more vulgar, vulgar term, and no, I'm not about to manifest a pile of poop on my desk here. Because the feelings attached to it, the meaning 
that I'm giving it is not the same. So your words and your feelings and your thoughts, all of these go in together. It's the meaning you give life and the meaning you give every day when you wake up and every evening when you fall asleep. It's the meaning you give everything that matters. So I think I, I won't keep going with that. I may do another episode where I'm just talking as plainly as possible. I hope that worked for you, Aunt Joan. I love you so much. You're a guiding light for me. So back to naturalness is what I wanted to talk about today. Yesterday, in the, or in the last episode, specifically general, I talked about whether it's better to be specific or general when you're manifesting, when you're uh, creating the life you want. And my answer is yes. In my experience, you can be very specific. And in my experience, you can be very general. Maybe there's a specific job you want a very specific promotion you want, then sure, be specific. But if, if that job, if that job to you is what you see as the only way for you to be financially free, to make more, have more money, to have more wealth, then maybe drop the specifics and go to the general, that general feeling of abundance, of wealth, financial freedom and see where your imagination takes you. You might be led, like Neville says, across a bridge of incident through circumstances and events in your life that takes you to some wonderful new experience. It may not even be a job. Who says you have to work 40 hours a week or 60 hours a week or 80 to make to be successful? That's no fun unless you I mean unless you love doing that. I don't. I enjoy exploring I enjoy sharing with you my uh, explorations and what I've learned and experienced. I love doing that. So whatever, if, you, if it is a specific job you want, then yeah, be specific. But be honest with yourself. Is that, what's the reason? Why do you want the job? Is it for financial freedom or status? If it, I can tell you, if it, whether it's status or financial freedom or whatever, you can imagine up even greater things than just that one job promotion and status. Imagine right now being the status, the status you want to be, somebody that's well-loved in the community, a leader. It doesn't have to be through a specific job. How would you feel right now if you were valued, that people lit up when you walked into the room and sought your advice? Okay, I'm not talking about specifics and generals today. I want to talk about the other important, another important part of it is, regardless of whether you're being specific or general, it's the naturalness of the new state of being. If it never becomes natural to you, a natural feeling, it's not going to happen. Now, if you're, let's say you're sick, and chronically sick, or permanently sick, and you imagine you've moved into the state, whether you've created an imaginal scene that implies you were healed, or you just ask yourself, how would I feel sitting here right now if I could go do anything I wanted with no, with no health problems, feel perfectly well? How would my family see me? 
how good would that feel, hearing them rejoice in me being healthy? Whether you've, however you've gotten to that feeling, this new state of health, remain there. And that's the key, to remain in that state. So let's say, let's just take health. You've imagined this new state of health and mobility. Okay, but your body's still not doing it. Your body's still not mobile. You're still sick. You're still having muscle spasms or whatever. All the evidence in the physical world tells you nothing's happening. The only thing to do is to persist. Persist in that new state, this new feeling of doneness, that it's done. Every time you start to question, anytime you want to, you, you know, you notice, okay, my, you, I'm still sick. Don't start getting into the doom loop and thinking I did it wrong. I'm not imagining correctly. No, you did. You've been imagining correctly, manifesting everything you imagine all your life. So trust that you did it. You know the feeling of health. You know that feeling. You've imagined yourself into that feeling. So every time you start to question whether your body's going to start living up to the check you wrote it in imagination, <laughs> don't doubt. Don't start to question. Continue persisting. Bring up that feeling again and again and again. And even when you think you're going to get so frustrated, you're going to snap and give up. Don't give up. Continue bringing, in, bringing up that feeling and dwelling in that feeling of, oh. You don't have to imagine moving your body around. You certainly could. I didn't. I didn't imagine running or doing anything uh, because at the time, it just, that didn't seem natural to me. I, and honestly, I had forgotten what it was like to run or to, to do things like that. But the feeling that I'm talking about is the feeling that it is done. I've moved in imagination and I know I'm healed. And if you persist in it, continue dwelling in that state. And every time you notice your thoughts are leading you to doubt and impatience and worry, let it go, get back into that feeling, back into the feeling of, I got this, this is done. And as you do it, you'll notice one day, hey, wait, it feels different. This feeling, I'm dwelling in this feeling more and more. I'm not doubting as much. I'm not reacting negatively so much. Yeah, I'm still in a wheelchair. So what? I know I'm healed. I know I'm healed. My bank account's low. So what? I know I'm feeling. I was about to say, you know, I know I'm feeling twisty. <laughs> My bank account's low. So what? So what? I know I'm wealthy. I know I'm wealthy. And even if, if you're, you're dwelling in this healthy state, that you go to a doctor's appointment tomorrow and they say something, maybe there are more lesions or there's no improvement or, or, or things are getting worse, so what? So what? That's the attitude for me, how to react to it. So what? 
be indifferent to it. I know what I've done. Neville, I'm not going to quote it perfectly, um, but man's faith in God is, is directly linked or is his confidence in himself. I know I botched the quote up, but as confident as you are, that peculiar certainty in the power of your imagination is as strong as your faith in God is. Because God is you. That's a word that we've used. Just, just, just a word, a symbol to describe this I amness that we all are or this awareness of being. Someday, there will be people around that they'll come up with new words instead of God or I am or awareness. These are all just symbols. Just ways we use in our language to try to decipher and, and uh, try to explain what's going on. And I know we don't have it. I know, I know and experienced a lot of cool things, but I know I'm not done being awakened. I'm still here. I'm still in this, you know, five, five foot six, 135 pound, gorgeous hunk of muscle. <laughs> I'm still me. I'm still right here, Mike Brignac, on this wonderful adventure with you. All of us playing our parts as God imagining. It's a wonderful adventure. Let's say you're healthy. I mean, let's say you're, you're sick and you've imagined health, or let's say you're poor and you've imagined wealth and then you die tomorrow. So what? You're not dead. You don't die. So it's not like you're missing your chance of being healthy or you're missing your chance to experience wealth. No. You've shed this particular body in this particular time, but you're not dead. For me, that took a lot of pressure off. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. So instead of, you know, how would you behave if you knew you're going to die at the end of the week? How would you behave if you knew you never died, if you're going to live forever? That's more fun, isn't it? So when this feeling, you're continuing, to, I need to get back to my point, you're persisting in this feeling of the wish fulfilled, whatever it is, love, health, wealth, whatever, doesn't matter what you want, no matter how absurd someone may tell you it is. Don't discuss it with anybody. They're only going to reflect the only, uh, your doubts and worries. So you don't need to discuss it with anybody. Who do you need to confer with? Who do you need to ask for advice or see if they think it's a good idea? Forget that. What do you want? Health? Wealth? Love? Whatever you want. Persist in the feeling that I've got it. I am that now. And not dwelling in this pattern of it's coming. One day it's going to come. I'm going to keep doing this so it comes one day. No, inhabit that feeling right now that it's yours. And regardless of whether your body's still not responding, it doesn't seem like it's responding, continue to dwell on that feeling, that peculiar certainty that it's done. 
And then you'll notice the naturalness of this new state of health and wealth. Your reactions are different. The way you think is different. Your relationship to everything changes and the way people see you change. All right. I think that's good for today. I love you guys. Shoot me some emails. Give me some stories, something to share, or your questions, or a topic you want me to talk about. Let's have some interaction, folks. Some of you have. I, uh, I really appreciate the encouraging emails and the stories and the questions. Send some more. I love to hear about And tell me where you're from. I love hearing about other parts of the world. All right. Oh, my email address, feelingtwisty at gmail.com. <laughs> I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.